Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Wonder Woman by each individual minute, but now we're analyzing an entire sequel in one episode. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at No Clutch Nate. And happy holidays. Today we're talking about Wonder Woman 1984, the newest DCEU, DC Cinematic Universe, however you want to refer to it, uh, movie that came out on HBO Max. Nate, how are you feeling today? Oh, great, honestly. <laughs> uh, really great. It was such a joy. Um, I, I, I didn't think um, the weight of this movie airing like on, on this holiday and, and everything really hit me, I guess. Um, I knew it was a big announcement, um, but really being able to turn on HBO and, and seeing the new movie right there and being able to watch it um, was something else. It really was. I, I, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. This was great. I'm feeling great. How about you? Yeah, I think it's the the ability to watch this movie on HBO Max, I think is still being received by people because like I, like I woke up this morning being like, today's the day it's it's out time to watch it kind of thing and you know uh edwin my brother his girlfriend and my parents were there to watch it and like the first 10 to 15 minutes of watching it was me like answering the same question over again of like this movie is you can watch it right now yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this is a real is, movie. It's a, it's, My this dad came said out. this is a real movie, and I said, "What do you mean? Is this a real movie? Like, this is the movie. Like, is in theater. Like, I and I said it like a uh, a week prior, a month when they announced it, kind of thing. Like, the sequel will be on HBO Max. You have HBO Max because I gave you know you have a yeah. you have a profile on there. They're gonna put it on HBO Max. You can go watch. You don't have to go to the theater. You know. You can watch it. So the movie's out today, and I'm, I'm putting it on because I've already told them we're going to watch it today. And uh, they're like, this, you can watch this right now? I'm like, yes, it's not a TV show. It's not an animated movie. It's, it's the movie. It's a sequel. This it's is weird. It. This is a Patty Jenkins film. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, let's talk about that. It's Patty Jenkins, Patty Jenkins and Jeff Johns wrote the story, this one. Um, and it's got the same cinematographer... From Matthew Jensen from Wonder Woman, which we've just been talking about. So, uh, but it was also produced by Deborah and Zack Snyder, who produced the last one. Zack Snyder wrote the story for the first one. He didn't write the story for this one. Jeff Johns wrote the story for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, different editor, but overall, mostly the same people. Um, Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Pedro Pascal, Kristen Wiig, and then Connie Nielsen is the is a other top build one. So, like, they're all top build, like most people you see in the movie. But Connie Nielsen, even though she gets like barely a minute screen yeah. time, is fifth top build in this one. So she does get a lot of top billing in this one. But Nate, how are you feeling watching this movie? And I, we're gonna break it down three ways. I'm gonna break it down three ways with you. I want we're gonna have a conversation about. My yeah. question is, Connie Nielsen's top billing is that because of her involvement within the choreography and everything like that? Do you think? No, I I think it's just her presence. Presence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just I think it's just Connie Nielsen, right? Um and there's a, there's other there's other uh celebrities that we'll we'll talk about. I wonder how how they got billed if uh you know, but 
we'll break it down three ways as we talk about today because we're gonna be talking about it all and uh there's gonna be a lot of spoilers we're not gonna like try and hold back because obviously if you're listening to this you've should have already seen it. Yeah. Like we're saying it's on HBO Max. You can also go to the theaters and watch it. If you do go and see it in theaters, I kind of want to know. Be safe. We'll be safe. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Socially distance. All that kind of things. If you do, that's on your own. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. I, it's your own volition. I kind of want to know what that's like to go to a movie theater right now and like have it that empty and, and safe, hopefully. But, like, I kind of want to know if anyone did go to the movie theater to see this. Do I blame them? Yeah, kind of, because it's a pandemic. But at the same time, I I weirdly envy seeing it in a movie theater, right? I did have that feeling today when we were watching it in a living room. Mm-hmm. Um, the comfort was there. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the environment where I watched this movie, very much so. Would I have enjoyed it more in a theater? Um, if it was not a pandemic and it was a regular, you know, no, it would have been. It would. I would have been the same feeling of like going to see a big movie in a theater. Yeah, yeah. big big blockbuster movie in a theater, and I enjoy that feeling. But um, would not have been able to watch it twice back to back. No, <laughs> unless no. I paid for it. Yeah, this is kind of incredible. Me literally having this realization right now when you. <laughs> told me when we hit record on this thing and you said, all right, pull up the movie. And I looked at you. I said, I can't. And then I really stopped myself. I was like, wait, no, I can. Yeah, we're watching That's it right now. insane. I was thinking like I was sitting on my computer. I was like, okay, I'm going to pull up minutes like how we normally do. So you put it on mute, have it loop, you know, and like have it playing on the background. I was like, no, 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 no. This movie just came out, Nate. What are you doing? You th- We've done movie reviews before after watching the first viewing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just go off from memory and, and everything. It's like, no, no, no. I can wa- I can watch this in its full tomorrow, the same exact way. You can watch way it I wa- tomorrow. I can watch it right now. We are watching. We it right are now. watching it right I'm now. I'm technically watching it for the third time right now, and uh, yeah. So we're gonna break it three ways. First, we're gonna have a conversation of of just what did you think of it as a comic book movie, right? Just how you think of it as a movie, beginning, middle, end. Then I'm gonna ask you, what did you think about it as a sequel? to Wonder Woman, which we just talked about for yeah. 29 weeks. Mm-hmm. What did you think about it as a sequel to Wonder Woman? And then what do you think about it in the DC Cinematic Universe? That's a third final one. We'll talk about, you know, the the minute things. How does it relate to Dawn of Justice, Justice League? How's it, you know, uh, the other... Uh, I kind of think of it as a phase two with Shazam, Birds of Prey... Oh really? We'll have that. I was thinking this was a completely new phase. Well, no, I had that feeling. No, when I was it's, watching still, it's just because it's been postponed so long. It was supposed Possibly. to come. It was supposed to come out the same year as Birds of Prey. Oh yeah. So right. um, um, so it's still technically phase two. Well, I don't know why. Here's the, the crazy. Of this, Birds of Prey came out in February. Yeah, that's almost <laughs> a year ago. Yeah, it was. It, well, yeah, but at the same time, we're still two in months, 20, we're still in 2020. Yeah, two months. It'll be a year though. Yeah, a lot has changed in in those months but we'll we'll start that way but um uh yeah what right now where, where we're at right now as we watch the movie uh on mew is we're watching the uh the olympian olympian olympiad games the uh, the amazon olympic games yeah themiscarin olympic games i think it's called like the olympiad or something like that i mean that's what it was called in greece yeah um 
And we got Lilia Spell. She's playing um, the younger Diana again. Lilia Spell, she uh, was in the first movie as like the eight-year-old. And we say eight-year-old in quotes because we still don't know how time Come works. Come back, little Diana. Emily Carey played the 12-year-old version. But I think this is this is after she gets caught, right, by Connie Nielsen's Hippolyta. She's already in training She's now. She's in training. Yes. This is like this is probably a year or two maybe uh, after the getting caught and um, – Yeah. Menelipe? Is that what we said? Uh, uh, Antiope. Antiope started training her. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like well-known. This is – you know, because her mother is okay with her being there. That's um, you know she's able, she's even able to just compete. You know she has her own flag in this whole thing. Uh, yeah, it was great. Great Olympic Games. I I kind of wonder that too because I I kind of thought like why wouldn't Emily Carey who did the other one why wouldn't she be this one? And I think the reception for Lilia Spell was more receptive recepted better because more people recognize her as as the younger Diana. Emily Carey just had like one scene. Which, and then also because the character, the actors are aging themselves, so yeah. they were just like, "Well, Lilia Spell is old enough now to just continue playing the younger Diana." Mm-hmm. So we have Lilia Spell here. This is after she's get she gets caught, and so she has been doing the training, does this whole thing. I didn't think the movie was going to start this way. I didn't think it was going to start with. All, I thought this was going to be like, like a flashback thing. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting this much scenery from Themyscira again. You know? Oh yeah, you, you thought it was I mean? just gonna take place in this little coliseum. Um, not even that. I honestly didn't know that. Uh, I well, I didn't know what the Themyscira parts were, uh, because I didn't really see. I kept myself away from a lot of things of this movie. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of screenshot, you know, like whatever p- photography pictures being released and all that stuff. Um, you really did, yeah. I really did. I so I didn't know that this. There was uh, a lot of there, things there was in this be movie. This much Themyscira that like. I, as I watched it again with you, like it surprised you, and I was like, "Oh!" And when you got surprised by some of the mo- moments in the film, I was like, "Oh, he's never seen the trailers." He's yeah, I didn't I kinda, watch the trailer. I envy your ability to stay off the internet. I really <laughs> do. I really do. Um, well, like if it, and I don't even like, um, you know, block words or anything like that when it comes down to it. Like I don't people block, mute. Yeah, I don't. I don't mute anything. Mandalorian like that. and no, stuff no, 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 like I that. I don't do that. I just like if I see something that looks like it's like. A trailer or anything of the such i just but i don't want to watch that right now you know just yeah. close it out it's whatever disappears um i want to be like that for justice league i want to be like i want to watch the movie and see these things and not be like oh there's dark side yeah. you know the history lesson like I, I wish i didn't know those things i wish i didn't know martian manhunter was Martha and stuff like that. Like, I wish I would never have known that. Yeah. Um, but this movie, Nate, um, snapshot take, what's, what's going through your mind after seeing it? I loved it. I really did. <laughs> I loved it. Um, what was the first one you wanted to analyze it as just, just as a, a comic book movie. Don't try to really movie? relate it, uh, to Wonder Woman, what we just mm-hmm. been talking about. Cause we will, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. sequelize it. It but helps that we just saw it, that we did. Just it, the it, does it does help. It does help. Um, I, this was a fantastic comic book movie. Yeah. And it's fantastic because I enjoy the uh, hyper-realism that we talk about with, you know, 
post-Nolan Batman movies and comic book-esque mm-hmm. movies and stuff like that. I enjoy that hyper-realism. I enjoy the grittiness, uh, so to speak. I really like all that stuff, the real-world aspect, that yeah. kind of thing. But this still felt like that, but had... I don't want to say camp, but there is still like that element in it where it's like this is this does still feel like a comic book movie. Mm. Uh, it I, it has the lessons, it has my hero's trials and tribulations, it has the downfall and eventual rise of that type of thing. A great message. It was a, honestly a fantastic comic book movie. Um, colors also help with that as well. The color palette of this movie is fantastic, so fantastic. Um. Yeah, it was. It's just really good. It great story. I'm, I'm, I'm almost at a loss for words of how much I want to praise this movie again. Um. Yeah. It's just really good. It's really good. I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, and even like, yes, it's it's a very vibrantly colorful movie, um, but we're still in the Cold War. Like, it's 1984. It takes place in the Cold War. I think. Uh, like, what is the synopsis here? It's just like, set in 1984 during the Cold War, the film follows Diana and her past love, Steve Trevor, as they face off against Maxwell Lord and Cheetah. And um, uh, what did you what do you think about uh, Maxwell Lord and Cheetah as just, like, villains? Fantastic. Honestly. <laughs> so, like, Maxwell Lord is, is a Justice League villain in my eyes. Mm-hmm. That's because that's how I was introduced to the man and the character and all these things, and that's where his power reaches yeah it takes the league to challenge maxwell lord because he is one of those world domination type of people yeah um and this this is like what this uh, is it this, You're watching cl- it. this was a great maxwell lord. <laughs> it's, well, it's also a really good just world dominating villains yes. like it's one of those one of those villains that's like who's out to world dominate and like gets there it's right? the power it's, they, it's like just they that get power there. just that power trip that they have and it it, it, it makes it um uh, them as villains was fantastic. I liked the dichotomy between them. I liked that I had the overarching villain of Maxwell Lord and the world domination part, and I liked the inverse Wonder Woman character mm-hmm. of Cheetah mm-hmm. with that element, where it's like this is the you know, yeah. It's hard for me not to to say these words, but it's the the mini boss and boss fight type of thing. Yeah, I love that and. I think we talked about it a little bit in our review of Wonder Woman, the first one. The mini boss boss fight was not like it was there, but it wasn't. There was no brevity. Ludendorff and Ares, mini boss boss. It wasn't. It fell extremely flat. Did you ever play Batman: Arkham Origins? Uh, no, I didn't. I I watched it. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird when you say that because like we're in a day and age where you can watch Let's Plays. Yeah. And then you can watch an entire game being played mm-hmm. from start to finish. And be like, and then yeah, you, I played it. And then you're like, do I say I played it? Yeah. No, I watched my friend <laughs> play it, but case, I got it. I played it. Yeah. I watched all of Arkham Origins. Yeah. Um, did I actually use the controller? I did not. No. Whatever that guy in the beginning where you had to fight in the cage match with him and then, like you took him out with a one, one punch. punch. Yeah, that was like, that's that. Electrocutioner or something Yeah, like that. it was one of those things where it's just like, uh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I guess. Like, you're that powerful and you can do, Okay. Yeah, uh, you you wrote it that way. Um, no, this was very good. Uh, there were stakes in this, uh, the hard stakes in this. 
uh, personal stakes in this one. Um, really, really good character development for both of the villains, in my yeah. opinion. Very, very good. Yeah. And I don't think anything was lost in the translation of that. I honestly don't. There was no questions I had of, like, where is this person's motivation or anything of the sort. Yeah, like, I, like I, I mean, it's... I hate to compare it, but you go back to Ares, and it's like, yeah, okay, where's the motivation? Just, like, the war machine and everything like that? I get that. But also, you know, why is always a question. Why are you doing this mm-hmm. is the question you need to ask to introduce your character to stop that person. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that, too. As I Before I watched it at your place, I was thinking in my head, like, there's got to be a way to... Uh, to tier list these kind of DC villains because we have a lot now. Every, um, at least DC movie, I don't know about every comic book movie, but it seems like every DC movie is multiple villains. Almost all of them have multiple villains. This one has two of them. The last Wonder Woman movie had like three of them. It had Ludendorff, Dr. Maru, Dr. Poison, and Ares. Mm-hmm. So I had three villains, and this one has two villains. And motivation is one of them. You always got to think, like, what is the motivation of the character? Are they a dynamic character like Barbara Minerva, where they start out one way, end up another way? You see why they change, what has made them change about them, like that motivation? Or are they something like Doomsday, where it's like it's a static character, but is their motivation just a sound? Like when you see Doomsday look at the statue of Superman, you know it's General Zod's zombie body. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's still motivation there. It's still a sound of motivation, even though the character is static. Yeah. But then you have Steppenwolf from Justice League in 2017. You're like, I, I really don't know. I guess he was sent here. Something about unity. They didn't really explain it. He's uh, He's gone now. All right, bye. So it's it's always things like that. It's like motivation is one. Design is the other thing. You know, you think about how Doomsday is designed. The way that they design Lex Luthor and Dawn of Justice. The way they design General Zod. The way they design Ares. When we talked about Ares and Wonder Woman. And then, you know, we'll have a conversation later about how Steppenwolf is looking in 2017 versus 2021. So what do you think about... uh? how Barbara Minerva and Maxwell Lord look here in 1984. Fantastic. I think, I think Cheeto is actually a lot better than, I know you stayed away from the trailers, but mm-hmm. I saw Cheetah in the trailer once. And then I was like, okay, I don't want to see anything else. I didn't get a good look at Cheetah from the trailer. I saw one clip and it was like her flying through the air kind of thing, yeah. like attacking Wonder Woman at a point, but you know, good. blue filter kind of thing. It looked oh, like from, yeah, yeah, from yeah. like me seeing it as a trailer being like, okay, CGI villain, whatever. I'll see how that works out. I'll like see this how that plays ma- out. She stuff. had this makeup. It thing? was incredible. The eyes. And it made sense. It wasn't like a. It made sense for the, because I had to. I I saw. <laughs> I had to step on those plates for it to make sense. Me seeing it just as a trailer, where it's like, okay, Kristen Wiig's playing Cheetah, and then, Bing Bang Boom at the end of the movie, she's going to be some sort of, an anthropomorphic. What a anthropomorphic. Anthro. Anthropomorphic, yeah. Um, Anthrop- and, yeah, and like me yeah. thinking that was just like okay, okay, mm-hmm. you know, we'll get there when we get there. Comic book movie, um, yeah. Because I knew she was gonna look good. She, we have seen, you know, her 
still like her outfits throughout the entire yeah. movie. She looked great, you know. Kristen Wiig always looks great. Yeah, but like you know, obviously the conversation is CGI is always a thing in pop culture movies. So it's like, okay, well, how's the CGI look? And thought it was great. Cheetah looks great. Thought it was great. She looks great. And you know, um, it's always the video game person in me that's like, I would love that cheetah skin in like an injustice game or something like that and i'm pretty sure next two days i'm gonna be playing injustice and uh labbing cheetah so i can play <laughs> as cheetah and be like yeah like it's those things it's like like seeing cheetah in the movie makes you want to go play the character i think it's fantastic it's the same thing as saying like oh now i want golden eagle armor wonder woman in uh in the video game as well or why isn't there a Wonder Woman video game yet kind of thing? Yeah. Um, but the the villain thing, uh, Maxwell Lord in the comic books, I think Wonder Woman snaps his neck, right? Like that's how the character is. Yeah, I, there's a, yes. I do. Is it Wonder Woman? I know somebody breaks his neck. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. Is it Wonder Woman? Like literally okay. like snaps his neck. And... Uh, we get that complete opposite about that yeah. in this one. And I think that's like one of, one of the most important things that we talk about uh, after we saw the movie was that I think it's a really good comic book movie because the villains have this this uh, change of heart. It's, well, they learn the lesson. They learn, yeah. It's, well, I mean, it's it, the hero actually did out and did the hero. Like, it, it, Wonder Woman did the job, you know? It was a it was a happy ending which is mm-hmm. like yeah if you want to say like yeah i'll expect that from superman you know he'll fly up into the sun and yada 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 stuff and and whatnot but it was still a happy ending even with the with the stakes that were presented for us i mean it was Maxwell Lord isn't the type of person that you would think he's not supposed to be the person that would have a change of heart. He's not the type of person that would be that caring, mm-hmm. as, we, as we saw in this movie. It's just not Maxwell Lord. It's not. Yeah. He's a Justice League villain for a reason. He's maniacal. He's ruthless. He's He he game, games his system. It's just it's what he does. Um, and this was seeing that vulnerability, incredible. Yeah, my mom thought he was Donald Trump the entire movie. She kept referring to him as Donald as portraying Trump. Donald Trump. Yeah, she thought he was Donald Trump in 1984. Like he was oh, a villain. Oh God, that's terrible. My mom thought like she didn't know who Maxwell Lord is, <laughs> and I think that's another thing about like I got the perspective of people who didn't see the first movie, that no ties to the DC Cinematic Universe, yeah. the sequel, anything like that. They're seeing it for the first time, and so. Um, my dad really liked the movie. My mom doesn't like those movies, so she didn't, you know, care so much. But she did. She thought Pedro Pascal was playing a Donald Trump character. She didn't know anything about Maxwell Lord. So um, I think it's great that you know when I'm watching the movie, I kept thinking, "Here's the part where she snaps his neck." I kept thinking there was going to be like a General Zod moment. Yeah, where. Diana's just like, well, they can't renounce the wish. Guess I'm just going to snap this guy's neck. That's all I can do. I'm going to break my one rule. Um, and she she figures it out and changes his way, makes him renounce his wish. Gets you know He goes back to his son. It has like this 
real heartwarming ending for the main villain. It's yeah. it's the wildest thing. It's, it's insane. It's I think it's so and he's important. not like he's not getting locked up into a prison. It's not like uh crime never pays or anything like that type of bullshit. It's just the uh, he he learned everything. Like he got it. He Wonder Woman beat him <laughs> with love and the truth. Yeah. Like that's what she does. She showed him the truth. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's one of the most, uh, one of the most remarkable villain endings. Like it, it's so weird because it's it's almost what I wanted for Black Panther, but Black Panther does it in such a bittersweet way where, um, Michael B. Jordan's character. He's a product of this. Like he's the same way, right? Like mm-hmm. he's a product of society making him that way. So yeah. he becomes a villain, and then you know you get this idea of like, okay, well, every villain thinks they're the hero of their own story. So these people are doing that kind of thing, but Wonder Woman makes the villain see that, and then they have their change of heart, and then they live on after that. It's not like they have their change of heart, and then it's like, well, now you have to die because you're still the villain. So goodbye. The same thing happens with Doctor Octopus, right? It's the same kind of thing. Um, but Doctor Octopus kind of sacrificed his life to save the city of New York. So it's kind of um, I like the ending in Spider Man too. But yeah, it's just the fact that Maxwell Lord gets saved, like his soul gets saved, and then he like reunites with his son. Yeah, one of the most remarkable endings for a villain. It really is, and you felt it. It was very emotional. I thought this was Rashida Jones for a minute. Um, <laughs> it was. It it really was just an incredible ending. Um, it's, it's uh, honestly, I'm so beside myself of how much I enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Um, so to like to ask to answer your question as uh, as a sequel. As a sequel, like so, there's a bit of a flip here. So Ares was the last villain, right? Ares was the last villain, and he was evil Wonder Woman. When you take that idea, or he was evil protagonist, the the two archetypes of evil versus opposite of, where Dr. Maru was opposite Wonder Woman. She was everything Wonder Woman wasn't, and that's what made her who she is. And then Ares is just evil uh, evil Wonder Woman. Same, same abilities, all that things. He's just an evil version of. Maxwell Lord is the complete opposite of Wonder Woman. And then Barbara Minerva, her wish is to be like Diana. And she is uh, completely uh, just, she's she's got all the same abilities now, but she's this evil of. So, and she's a, like, supporting villain. Yeah. She's like the Darth Vader, right? She comes in and she's just like, I'm just pure wrath at this point. Mm-hmm. It, it's weird that aries the main villain is evil and then this main villain is the opposite of and then supporting villains it's just a complete swap of the of the two characters um but i i like that kristen wiggs character and fantastic job by kristen wigg this is absolutely like I, I knew she was gonna knock it out of the park and i wasn't disappointed um it's cool that kristen wiggs character is like not a bad guy all the way through like Diane, what I loved about it was Diana would still call her, ask for help, get the information. Thank you so much, and she was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." Like 
there was like a genuine friendship between the two characters that Diana would call her and be like, I need information on this and help me out. And, um, it wasn't just like they had lunch one time and it was like, okay, I guess you guys are best friends now. Yeah. They were still helping each other right up until they had to decide whether to deal with Maxwell Lord or not. And then that's when Barbara was like, well, I don't want to go back to who I was. Mm-hmm. It's, that's, uh, yeah. it's if, not an option. If I... Like me personally, if I had wished to be like Diana, I don't think I'd be like, I can't renounce that. I want to be like, I don't want to. Why go, would you? Like, because if I think about who I am right now, where I live, where I'm at right now, and then like if I woke up tomorrow and was just like, if people were like, hey, what's going on? And yep. I was like, and I was finger gunning people and You're I was like, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm living life. But, uh, you know, I was like, I wouldn't want to go back to that. I wouldn't. So I I completely sympathize with with Barbara the way um the way that it that happened, um, but seeing it with people who had never seen the sequel before, the only question that my my dad had asked me was about Steve Trevor. Yeah, and he asked, "Is he from outer space?" <laughs> and it's crazy that my dad said it like that. He didn't say he was. Is he from outer space? Yeah, such a <laughs> such a fifties way. I love that. <laughs> 1950s way of asking someone if they're an alien. It's like, yeah. is he from outer space? Like, <laughs> yeah, totally, Dad. Yeah, he's from Planet X, Dad. Hell yeah, <laughs> he's from the he's from the Mysterians. Pluto. Yeah. So, um, and that was it. And then I was like, no, he's from World War One. That's all I said to him. I said, no, he's he's not from outer space. He's from World War One. Then my dad said, oh, and that was it. That's it. That was the only question. He oh, was okay. he was on board the rest of the movie. All he had to be like. And and that's a great thing is like he didn't have to see the other movie. Completely isolate this from mm-hmm. the other movie that we just talked about for twenty eight weeks. That's it. Yeah. It's like who is this guy? That's all, she, that's the only question him? I guess you would ask. Yeah. How she know this Steve Trevor guy yeah. is here? Hey, he was he was a ghost. He was in World War One. She yeah. wished for him back and now he's here. That's it. Rest of the movie You're good. You're good. Um how did you think about it though? <laughs> I I I I think I enjoyed this movie more than the first one. Oh, which is shit. hard to say because I really I really really enjoy the period piece aspect of the first one. We talked about it a lot. The war aspect, Wonder Woman in war, having it like her in that turn of the century wartime made sense. It was perfect. It was, you know, such a big thing to rock the world that someone like Wonder Woman would show up just makes sense, you know? Um, but this one was more dynamic, in my opinion. There was a lot more going on. There was a better message. Uh, but t- using the knowledge that I have from the first one with Wonder Woman being, you know, goddess of love and truth and all that stuff and that 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 type of thing that makes her prevail as a hero helped me form my opinion about this one liking it more um because it's like that's that's like an aspect of the character that's already set from the Mm -hmm. last movie Mm -hmm. so that kind of carries over and the fact that that carried over so big in this movie made me like it more i really needed to see her lesson that she learned of of you know she embraces love and and truth is what helps you know the world of men and all these things that's the truth is always going to be there embrace love use that to your ability 
her putting that into practice, I needed to see it especially in a sequel if they would have just fallen flat and it would have just been Wonder Woman beating up a bad guy or whatever uh, it's lame it's just like there's no then what's the point what's the point of making the sequel other than just having it for the sequel and the property you know why yeah. this movie was not called Wonder Woman 2 because it's just another chapter of that character you know it's 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 the continuation of this hero's growth we First, we're introduced to this character in a present day, 2017, mm-hmm. where she has already set out and laid out her roadmap. I'm this way. I left this world because of this bullcrap. I can fight. I'm this powerful. I know what is in my wheelhouse. Done. End of story. Take it back, and then we get the beginning of that. Her figuring out her power, her figuring out the fighting, her figuring out all that stuff. Great. Amazing. But then carry that more so into the the sequel. Take all that stuff that you learned and fill in the blanks. So I already have Endgame, Wonder Woman, for lack of a better term. Uh, And I said this in our review of Wonder Woman when we were just doing it for a, a couple weeks ago. I needed to see something that fills in the blanks. I needed to see more growth of this character because we have beginning and we had end. I need to see some middle action. Yeah. And this was an incredible sequel. It really was. Um, it it really was. It's it's weird that you say that. It's it's really weird that you say that because they, Batty Jenkins is saying that it's not an intended sequel. Like it's not supposed to be a direct sequel. It's really not. It's yeah. just supposed to be another Wonder Woman. And I can see that. But it's it's weird how much it is a sequel. Because for you and me talking about the last however many weeks, uh, however many, uh, I guess five five to almost ten weeks of Wonder Woman, the, the whole third act of Wonder Woman is her fighting the God of War who calls himself the God of Truth. And so she's learning the power of love. But then in this one, she's fighting with truth. She's learning. She In her youth, she learned about truth. And so in this sequel, she's using truth to fight what is essentially the god of lies. Yeah. Right? And it's the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest thing that you fight the god of truth in the first one. Mm-hmm. And you're technically fighting the god of lies in the second one. And so there, there really is... A dichotomy between the first and the second yeah, movie. Yeah, 100%. And it's, it really does play out like a sequel. And it's weird because it's like they don't want to really you to consider that. It's just try to keep it standalone. And it and it does work as a standalone. Like I, like I just said, just had people watching for it. For dumb audience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But for those that are reviewing things like this and <laughs> yeah. realize like, oh my God, she... But wait, in the first movie, she learned truth like she learned of that ability yeah now she gets to put that into practice yeah like use that you were fighting against that the entire first movie you were fighting against the truth yeah accept that and then use it and this was that using it and it's just it's incredible yeah it it really is a sequel in, in like and i'm sure people who now that you can watch it on hbo max there's going to be people studying it right now so that information is going to be coming out a lot faster um, but it, it really does feel like a sequel in terms of growth from what you got out of the first movie and then like applying what you learned from that movie into this one. There's a lot of those 
like expansions from there. And um, like we, she fought, I'm going to keep calling him the God of Truth, but she fought the God of Truth, Ares, in the first one. Here it is technically the the Greek God Dolos or Delos or Dulos. It's like, is several, she, there's also several others in Mayan version of the name. She drops a bunch of names, <clears throat> but Delos is one of them. I was thinking if there was going to be a connection to, um, like incubus in any way or something like that. I thought about I yeah. th- <laughs> hey. <laughs> when she dropped the mine thing, I was yeah. like I was like she dropped mine and then there was one other um there was one other uh oh, she dropped Romulus, the first emperor of Rome yeah. from Aquaman and he said that. Mm-hmm. He said first emperor of Rome. And uh like to me just that right there, I was like, "Oh, that's like DC cinematic world built." World, then they world do building. it even more so. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and my jaw dropped. It like, was like, "Oh no, you just name dropped," and that's bad news all it was, over the place. I I was hoping that there, it was weird because it was like I was hoping there would be a, a Greek god thing in this movie. Yeah, like oh, because Ares was in the first one. I hope there's another Greek god thing in this one there is it's not like they totally omitted it which is kind of like what i i expected there to just be no greek god any god thing at all at any, least no influence i guess like is what no you're trying name to say? drop okay yeah like nothing like that um but there is so i'll take it for what it is but it is the the greek god delos and she drops the mayan name first um which is great because we do have incubus and enchantress the the sun and moon of the mayan gods Mm -hmm. and um i feel like with um i feel like if they were to lean in more to the greek mythology of it Mm -hmm. the magical element would have been diminished i think it's great that they incorporate all cultures of gods absolutely yeah all cultures of gods and also saying like that is like there's no it's magic. They drop the name magic. A few, they drop the word magic a couple I, times in this, and it's like I don't know. Something will just magically happen. Like it's like that's you're right because that's exactly what it is. It's the work of the gods and all these things. Yeah. Like you can explain it if you want because Wonder Woman is there she and she said, there exists. There are many gods, so she's a god. So it's like well, what that's not do, magic because she's there, but it is magic. Yeah, I think it's on us that we say Ares is a Greek god because we are taught he's a Greek god. Mm-hmm. But like for Wonder Woman, she was like, no, they were all gods to all of them. Like mm-hmm. Delos, whether, and uh, Incubus as well. Like when we were thinking, okay, well, we have Ares, the Greek god. How does he work with Incubus, the Mayan god? And that was us putting those constructs yeah. of like, you think they give a, sh- uh, yeah. you know, you think they care about like the geology? Not at all. Like, or it's like, well, geology, well, hang on, hang on. Well, we have our god. They have their own. So I guess there's a story where they meet up. No, no, no. that like doesn't Ar- work. It's Ar- the same person. Ares could be hanging out in Russia. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's or, the same person. Yeah. He's just different name. Yeah, different names. And like, I like that she was like dropping all these names for the same god of lies. Um, I just think that was so cool. Like, it, it's such a nice catch to be like god of truth to god of lies. I, I think that's fantastic. And um, I think it, 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 it to me. It, it made me smile just when she was like, this is the language of the gods. There were many of them, but they, they all did different things for different reasons. For a second, I thought it was going to be Hephaestus because like it made something. Yeah, and, I thought it was Hephaestus And then I was thinking well. like the armor might be, come into play. Um, the armor of Asteria. 
So absolutely um, crazy. Uh, Nate, what did you think about the uh, the setting, 1984? I loved it. It was colorful. <laughs> I loved it. Everybody's outfit was just on point. Everything. Dude. Everything. Everybody's. It was, it was great. It was really great. There was things that like, you know, real world aspects from the 80s, stuff like that, when they said like, you know, from the Star Wars program. It's like, yeah, no, that was a real thing. Lasers <laughs> in space. You remember yeah. that? You remember that bonkers idea? Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> So I think what they said that when we were watching it with my mother, and I think she was probably she took that at like face yeah. value. It was just like, oh, I guess there was like a Star Wars thing. Like, no, 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 no. real human beings saw that movie and said, I think we can have lasers in space. Let's call it Star Wars. No, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was just a lot of things that were just the incredible. oil embargo. Was yeah. The other, uh, yeah. The, uh, uh, Maxwell are going and starting Halliburton and all this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. <laughs> So um, silly. It was incredible. I really thought uh, there was going to be, th- and there was. I mean, I thought there was going to be, uh, not that I thought, there was, I was not expecting this much DC world building within its own self. Not even like adding like, oh, this name was dropped, so then we're going to have this movie of this person. Like, no, 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 no. It's just that country now just exists. Like you said that. Bialia. 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 Bedlam. These yeah. things that they're saying, like, no, hang on. Simon Stagg. It's like these are now staples. Like that yeah. that's an existence now. Like now the Bialia uprising and stuff like that, that technically happened in this movie and all that stuff and and Blue Haven and Bedlam and all these things like those are things that show up with like on Batman's radar. Like now he has to get yeah. involved with other countries villains and things like that's just and if not he... saying that Batman is involved, but like I just can pull that from the Batman stories mm-hmm. that I know. So it's like yes, and, and absolutely. And people want like more stuff on on Bialia for when the uh, what is it? What was his name? The new king of crude, like mm-hmm. the from. But you know when he says, "I want the Bialian Empire restored." Be, I mean, if you watch Young Justice season three, it's all about Bialia and Bedlam. Yeah, it's all Bedlam's like they, I think they're like right next yeah. to each other. Like they're they they're going through like a uh, a war. Mm-hmm. So Bialia is is. Straight from the DC Comics, Simon Stagg. He was also in The Flash, I think. I don't know what season, but he was in The Flash TV show, Metal Men, Justice League. Like, Simon Stagg is another important character. Like, there's so much going on in this uh, in this movie. And it's like, it's never, it's never any of those like, oh, we're setting up for The Flash movie. No. We're setting up for dawn of justice like we're not doing that it's just like it's the dc universe we have it here yep um when they first said simon i almost thought it was cord because isn't i thought it was ted cord i thought it was cord Industries. yeah to be honest with this just but that was stag me thinking yeah stag, i was like stuff. for a second like Dumb my confusion. my reaction was like oh is it cord yeah. we're doing blue uh blue beetle stuff in here but it's not but it, it, it's still just it's great world building in the sense of like it it doesn't matter whether you understand what Bialia is or not, because some general audience members is going, "Oh, Bialia, he just you know something about Cairo." Yeah, it's like, some some yeah Middle Eastern country or something like that. Like, okay, it's like no, 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 no. It's when B- they first said Cairo, I was like, "Oh snap, they're gonna go to Kandak and stuff like that." Dang, I was, was like, <laughs> I thought so too. I was, I thought, I thought some that, Black thought, Adam stuff was gonna. I happen. thought Wizard Shazam was gonna be involved. I thought like that a type Doctor of, Fate that thing, magic thing. I thought a Doctor Fate thing, and who knows? Maybe someone who's scrubbing through the movie, they'll see a Doctor Fate artifact or something. Uh, in there the orb of raw mm-hmm. kind of thing you know but um 
man, Cairo looked beautiful in this movie. It was yeah. When they went Those to Cairo, establishing shots the, were. Well, I, you know, I've never been to Cairo. I've never really seen photos of Cairo, but the city with two pyramids in the distance, like, how are you just gonna? Um, oh, you pause in the movie? Yeah, I paused it because I want to show you something, and I wanted to, to point it out while we were watching it, but I felt like it was something that needed to be saved for this type of analysis. <laughs> we'll do a minute-by-minute minute one day. Right? Uh, yeah, we will. But so, like, in this um, lab, this antiquities lab that they have oh, going yeah. on, like the whole B.D. Wong-style thing that's going on, there are yeah. these... Um, it's a Jurassic Park uh, reference. Thank you. There are these pieces of this oyster shell. Oh. Venus? They're all over this Same place. Same production designer, Aline hey. Bonetto. I saw that name drop hey. on the title cards in the beginning. Is that so, that's what I'm taking to put, to be like? A know. lot of people like felt heartwarmed when they saw the Deborah Snyder Zack Snyder title card in the beginning. As a lot of people were cheering for that, I cheered when I saw Aline Bonetto because we've yeah. done the movies so much, and I was like, "Oh, Aline Bonetto, we've been talking to him, name drop so many times. Um, A nice catch with the shell." Yeah, yeah. So that's like, uh, you know, Birth of Venus and all that stuff like that. Um, standing in the in the in the oyster shell and and clam shell, whatever. Uh, her bed as well. Do you remember in the first one, Di- young Diana's bed was yeah. clamshell. Yeah, the birth of Venus, and then mm-hmm. her coming out of the trench in no man's land yep. was like birth of Venus. Like, man, crazy that, that we, one... we we analyzed yeah. that movie, and now we're coming back to to this, and it's like it's heightened so much. And um, oh, let's talk to score since we're talking about okay. revisiting the movie because this is Hans Zimmer. But uh, so Rupert Gregson Williams, he did the first one and and we get there's a lot of similarities here. So one, Hans Zimmer reprises the Rupert Gregson Williams like uh, no man's land theme. So there is like it's not just going back to Hans Zimmer and Hans Zimmer doing music. He does incorporate the Williams score into this in some beautiful moments. Um, But then Hans Zimmer also pulls from the other DC movies in which he uses beautiful lie and notice we're talking about the God of lies here. Yeah. He pulls beautiful lie from Dawn of justice <sighs> from the beginning of Dawn of justice. He pulled beautiful lie at the end of the movie. But listen, and it's also because it's supposed to show that like that downfall in man. Yeah. And it's like, look at this, like, we saw Bruce Wayne go yeah. through this mental breakdown. A beautiful of, lie yeah. that you tell yourself. Oh my God! That, <laughs> I, when I heard that, you I saw you look over to I me. Was when like, I heard it. I was like, comes ah, a song. That's it right there. And at the end, right there, I heard it with her with with the lasso on the ankle at the end, and and just like showing, like look at what you're doing. Like this is it. This is the lie that you're telling yourself. This is your fall of man. Yeah. This is. And it was incredible. It really. How far was. you lost your way yeah. because. And I say it so many times, but Batman really is a villain in Dawn of Justice. 100%. Doing the same things Maxwell Lord is doing. Look at how bad Maxwell Lord's life was. Look how bad Batman's life was. And they've become these characters until people like Wonder Woman and Lois Lane tell them, you've lost your way. Yep. And as as I right then and there, they're just like, oh my God, I've, I've lost it. I'm about to kill this man. His mother's about to die. Alistair's out there about to get nuked by all these like Russian nuclear warheads because I just want to be famous. Like, yeah. like crazy. Absolutely crazy. And and like 
I'm like there could not have been a better song. They brought a beautiful lie back from Donna Justice. Like that to me, that to me is more important in the DC cinematic universe to like use that again yeah. than it is to have like I don't know, show Superman's spaceship coming through oh, yeah, 1984 yeah. and crashing in Kansas, like something like that and being like, "Oh yeah, the same time period." So no, here's I don't need I need I needed to hear that music and I needed to hear that that cue. Yeah, of, the trumpet. This is wrong. Yeah, like you, what you are doing is wrong. You need to see this. I already watched one of my favorite characters go through all of this learning process. Yeah. like I I saw I saw that, and you're reusing it to to show me again. Mm-hmm. Hey, check it out. Yeah, this is this is, it's just cyclical. There's yeah. no this is a constant thing. Yeah, Wonder Woman is going to be fighting this constant thing of of lies and and the downfall of mankind her entire time and that's it's her job to 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 fight it and and show them that that it doesn't work you know love and truth love and truth there's another uh dc callback to me at least it feels like a cyclical thing we get two flight scenes two flight two flight scenes in this movie (laughs) really so like when i i kind of First off, we were incorrect uh, with saying the flight from the first movie. In a way, in a way, in a way, we were incorrect. In a way, us we were incorrect with saying that she is flying. That ability of whatever she was doing was that flying. Sure, probably by a definition, it could be considered that. But Wonder Woman using that ability, we were wrong. We got it in this movie. And I kind of heard the dialogue of Steve Trevor in there and like him saying, you know, or it's like the one, your one gift that I w- cannot do, you know, flying mm-hmm. and stuff. And I took that as like, oh, that's a call. She's probably going to fly. And that's when it hit me up. Snap. We were wrong. Like, damn. Yeah. Damn, we were wrong. But yeah, two flight sequences. Um, and I, they both were very powerful, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I didn't think about it. So the first time is with the invisible jet. And it was a beautiful scene for me the first time. I did enjoy it. But when I saw her actually flying on her own, I I took that as, as the flight scene. And you, when I watched it the second time with you, after we had just watched invisible jet scene, you were like, that's the flight scene. Yeah. And I didn't say anything. <laughs> but in my head, I was thinking, oh, he's right. That is a flight scene because it's Steve Trevor flying with that. With and and the, whole re- the whole reason that scene works is because the invisible jet is invisible from Diana and jet from Steve Trevor. Like they, their relationship works together to make that scene happen. Like they, the jet and the invisibility – could not have worked without both characters no. and so it it is a it, it's it is it does work like that and i'm glad you brought that up because i was like oh no the flight scene is later but no there's two of them there's, yeah. there's that one and then there's the one without him and it makes it more poetic when he's not there anymore that she can do it without him yeah. but he's always there and then you flash back to 2016 where she gets to photograph and she says thank you for bringing him back to me she's been through all this 1984 she 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 did get him back through lying and cheating 
basically mm-hmm. cheating death to to bring him back and so this is having him back this photograph of him that she gets in 2016 it's like she she has tried the wrong way of getting him back like physically back and it's not this, and he's, going he's to, always been gone he's always he was always gone he going was, to the family ranch as well and doing all the stuff with um you know with steve's i don't know there's one picture i thought it was trevor ranch yeah there was trevor ranch but then there was another picture of her on a boat like it looked like uh staten island type of immigration type thing and i was thinking that was like steve's mom or something like that i thought that was edda that could have been edda i thought that was edda oh man i thought that was edda i was like like, is that edda (laughs) it probably was Um, it probably was because the samir photograph was uh i think that's from what I gathered and, and looking at it here with just like the quick pause and I did, maybe Charlie's wedding is what it looked like. I think Diana was in like a uh, wedding party gown, uh, bridesmaid's gown, holding mm. a bouquet of flowers. Charlie was in a ceremony. He had a kilt. Uh, Samir was next to Diana, possibly Samir's as credited. the date. Samir is credited. Is you and Bremner credited? I do not know. I only saw Samir just because that name stood out. Hmm. It, it looked like she uh, freed people from the Holocaust, so she did take part in World War Two. It did look like she freed people from the Holocaust, and that looks to be very extremely powerful, especially from Gal Gadot's perspective. Oh, yeah, she's Jewish. Extremely powerful, I think. And yes. I feel like that was probably like, hey, if one woman exists, wouldn't she have done something about this shit? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. shouldn't we have her there liberating and saving people like how she does? That makes sense, right? And I yeah. feel like that's just like, uh, yeah no 100 percent. that's not even don't even question that put that let's get a photo right now yeah like, we gotta yes so many jewish people right. like yeah, yeah it would be you are right <laughs> and a century of horrors can mean so many things and it could be that you know and you know small things but not not everything right like she could be freeing people from the Holocaust on her own accord, but she's not really taking part. She's not. She's not being Captain America, right? She's right. not. She's not in the military no. fighting the she theater. She was in normal clothes. Yeah, she, like she could be like, I'm freeing the Jewish slaves because you know that's just Wonder Woman. It's not like she's you know abiding the 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 um, command of the U.S. Army or uh, Great Britain or anything like that. Mm-mm. And she's not like punching Hitler in the face, you know, yeah. Captain America style or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, exactly. She's just there to free um, the the oppressed. So good on her to do that. I think it was fantastic. But yeah, I, I want to know who I want to know if there's some confirmation of of who that uh, old lady was because I think that might have been Etta Candy. But yeah, I would I would err on the side of yeah, Etta Candy. That was a uh, very heartwarming. Um, is there? I'm trying to think here because I don't want to gloss over anything. But um, is there anything about uh, about the first movie and, and the way that it relates to this one that we're missing out on? Um, th- let's talk a little bit more about Themyscira. Did you okay. like? Did you like visiting Themyscira? One hundred percent. I was not expecting that much. Like I said in the beginning of this, okay. it was, I was that was so much Themyscira, and it was good. Um, I think my mom because I put it on. I started it before you I didn't you see got that there. part with you. Yeah. yeah, so I started it with my mom, and she questioned. She was like, wait, why are we back here? I was like, what do you mean why we're back here? This is where she – this is formidable Wonder Woman. Like, this is how you start. This is it. 
she has to learn the lesson or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, well, I, I, I was I like, well, even, she, what did she do just then? She that cheated, was a right? To me. There you go. That was a surprise to me. I didn't think she was going to learn a lesson there. I thought, I thought she was going to be an underdog who won whatever they were doing, right? Oh. So underdog, I thought really? they were. I thought they were going to have like this uh, crazy contraption thing. They did. Um, it was actually a lot bigger than I thought. I didn't think they were going to leave the stadium. Mm-hmm. And they left the stadium. They toured through Themyscira. We saw some different shots of it as well. And I was thinking before I saw the scene, I was like, okay, well, she'll be the underdog and she'll come out on top. Like she'll prove herself through that way. That's all, like, all I thought it was going to be. But this does the opposite where they say, well, she's she's too powerful she's excelling she's ex- she's yeah. incredibly advanced placement and then they're going to say well she's going to exploit that to win and then antiope says no 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 you lost sit down and she cries and you know it's a big old slap on the bottom kind of thing totally not what i expected and it's such a better storytelling like it's such a better story, like as it is, and it's better parental guidance from what we saw Queen Apollo from the first movie. I mean, we were really harking on like this mother daughter relationship is not good. We get that. Yes, it's obviously you know, and and coming from experience, you do have those fights and those low points, but you work mm-hmm. through them, and that makes the relationship stronger. Obviously, yeah. This one, I didn't need to see a low point in. Hippolyta, you know, she wasn't. If there was a moment of Hippolyta saying, like, no, you cannot compete in this thing, what do you think you're doing? Don't sneak away from me, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, no, she was yeah, smiling. Yeah. She was there. She's proud of her when she saw her flag up. That's good motherly love, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Complete opposite and complete change from the last movie. Um, yeah because the last movie was a lot of defiance and it was like in that younger period of defiance and diana you did need to defy and sneak out your back window hop on that cute boy's motorcycle get in a car accident and realize dang that's a bad idea my mom was right Uh, it's like (laughs) well put well put that's what happened and and essentially this is like you learn the lesson of it's great that she even learned it in like a game as well. Yeah, like you're and playing this the game movie. in your mind. It's a game, and it's and it's fun, and it's you know it's it's an obstacle course. But the lesson that you are learning carries on. Like you just that's life right here, girl. Like you got it. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it totally caught me off guard. But it was such a better thing than what I expected, and I, I I'm really glad it, it played out that way. I I kept thinking like the entire scene where even where she missed like the checkpoint and I was thinking in my head like oh well she'll be like resourceful and she'll get it back or something like that and then right until the end like where she's re-entering the stadium I kept thinking like well would she be allowed to win because she kind of skipped the whole thing and then once I saw Antiope grab her I was like oh they're gonna she's gonna she's gonna fail they're gonna they're gonna make the main character fail she and learn. The checkpoint. I was like, dang! I was like, I was so glad that they did it that way. Like she cheated and they totally cut that off. Um, what did uh, what do you think about? So this is this was another uh, controversy amongst fans. Like when I say controversy, it's like only only 
geeks on the internet are probably arguing about this, but Wonder Woman had a Sword and Shield World War One. It was a darker movie. Mm-hmm. And when I say darker, I mean to- uh, tonally, but it's not like rated R. It wasn't like Frank Millery, but it was just like... Um, she had a sword and shield in that one. There's no sword and shield in this one. There's also no killing, no gun violence from the main characters. It's just lasso work. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that? Loved it. Yeah? Loved it so much. So much good lasso work in here, honestly. And when I think about it, our review of the first movie... We did get really good lasso stuff at the end there with that fight with Ares. And I do remember us talking about it a lot and how cool it was and what we wanted to see in these types of things. Incredible lasso work. Um, I think that not having a sword and shield here in this uh, more modern type, you know, more modern than 1917 Mm -hmm. um, is great. I think it works well, especially with the evolution of technology and the fact that, you know, bad guys are going to have guns. And so a sword and shield, like, are you really going to just, like, slide in and start cutting people up? No. Are you going to start sliding in and doing shield bashes and getting people away? Probably, but you can also kick people and, and push them away and stuff like that. So I get, like, her mentality of not wanting to in a way, fight fire with fire, mm-hmm. fight violence with more violence. Yeah. I get that, and I applaud that in standing applause. Um, I, but there's no but. That I was, feel like I was going to, like, lead, that was leading up to a but, but there is no but. I really enjoyed the, the lack of sword and shield. I don't care about that. Really, I don't. Uh, I th- I, it's, it's, again, like, I don't need to see one woman going in and, and cutting up everybody. You know, did she, she, was she using a, a cool sword and shield movement fighting parademons? Absolutely. Yeah. Is that necessary? Probably. <laughs> probably probably <laughs> necessary in the, in the next movie. Yeah. But here with just what she's working with and, and her being comfortable with her ability to just do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Spike Lee joint. Uh, a great movie. This was incredible. It really I, was. I, I do think so. I, I, I think um, like... Sure, you might say like, "Oh, I missed the sword and shield." Yes, you could you could miss the sword and shield, but you'll get it in if you rewatch the first movie, and you can go rewatch Batman v Superman, and you can go watch Justice League in twenty twenty one. You'll get the sword and shield. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a constant. And also, there's great stuff in the first Wonder Woman movie that is lasso work and hand to hand combat, and you go, "Wow, that's really great." And you get more of that in this one. So it's not that they said, okay, she won't use sword and shield. She only use lasso and, and, and hand-to-hand combat. It's like she's already been using it. She might as well just keep using it. And so there was great lasso work in the first movie. And we said, wow, that's great. I would like to see more of that. And we do in this one. So it's not like, it's not like anything has changed, really. It's really not. Like It's all still there. And we get more great lasso work. The hand-to-hand combat stuff is really great because I, I like seeing in the first movie where she rams that that military tank, lifts it up, throws it, it's stuck in veld. Some say it's still in veld to this day, embedded in that wall. <laughs> and then, like, you know, here she is fighting two tanks in Cairo 
and she's like doing a leg press to separate the two tanks like like and then she like rips that axle out of that one truck to flip it over like there's just a lot of great hand-to-hand you know for lack of a better term like just this tooth and claw wonder woman going at it and then when she fights cheetah in the white house when she fights barbara like there's some hand-to-hand combat stuff and then wonder woman just like she gets beat up oh yeah she got beat up there's some really good shots like, there too i think we never seen wonder woman just look that beat up like and she fought doomsday right she fought doomsday but she getting beat up by barbara in, in 1984 like this yeah i think that was one of the, my favorite shots in this movie was seeing how beat up wonder woman looked uh and you know by a friend and something like that i think that was fantastic she got she got really messed up i, I do appreciate that um just like on an emotional level, so yeah, and some of the lasso work, pretty pretty good. In- incredible lasso work, honestly, it really was. We even got lasso shield. I know we were talking about that during Dawn of Justice. Were uh, we? No, I think it was Suicide Squad credits when we were playing Hero Clicks because you have the Hero Clicks of Wonder Woman doing that move. Oh yeah, she has. You know, the I lasso donated shield. all my Hero Clicks. I. That's news to me. <laughs> Yeah, you donated them. Yeah, the whole thing. You didn't even trade and do anything. No, I wanted to help out this uh, tabletop place I play fighting games at. Okay, I appreciate that. That's yeah. good. So at least they, they have play, something yeah. to sell. And so all now, stuff. if yeah. like anyone's okay. playing Hero Clicks, there they have a whole resource pool. That's of good. Okay, all my stuff I give them my maps too. That's and solid. Um, they're probably looking through it like this. Is a, you could make some real cash out of this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah you that, that, that Wonder Woman is just a top tier. Yeah. That Wonder Woman was a good piece. You all had my that Magneto Pacific Rim hero clicks are in there. Nope. Um, there's a lot of points right there. So like the shield, the lasso shield was great. I remember us talking about when we first saw the trailer of the lasso work uh, grabbing the lightning. Seeing it here mm-hmm. was cool, but it it. it it was downplayed downplayed significantly compared to other stuff that was happening in this <laughs> yeah. movie really they it were really like, was yeah she can grab the lightning um, it was not a big deal who was just saying oh i think um my roommate was saying like uh the light the electricity part at the end um someone had a question was like so like she because there's there's a whole electrocution bit at the end she's like well she didn't get electrocuted because like daughter of zeus and stuff like that right now i was like yeah probably but also she's a demigod so you know that probably had to play into effect and I, yeah. stuff the armor I didn't as think well about was that. probably I, I was thinking about it too and i was like why isn't she electrocuted yeah, she's, <laughs> she's a demigod i don't think you need a demigod and daughter of i chalked it up to the armor i was like it could have been the armor, armor as well yeah how fast is armor Hephaestus armor gold probably protects armor. you from literally anything and everything maybe it's just the eyeliner probably the eyeliner. The winged eyeliner saved her Psh. It could have been anything, but um, she also didn't kill Cheetah from that either. Yep, she was just like, I'm just. Gonna... I was thinking, why didn't you just fly? Both of you guys fly up, like in the, I don't mm-hmm. know, just knock her out or something like that. But yeah. no, you needed to. Yeah, I don't know. I guess electroshock therapy, her or something like that, in a way. Yeah, um, incredible. Going back to it, incredible lasso work. Really incredible lasso work. I'm so glad that that is like the main thing mm-hmm. and i think it was also more uh, uh given to us more um in titans with with donna using it using the lasso a lot more as well like that's her tool to use you know she doesn't do sword and shield she has lasso um 
it was just great. It really was. Uh, seeing even in the beginning, seeing the the, the other Amazon uh competitors like doing the lasso stuff mm-hmm. one of them jumping off that structure and like grabbing the lasso with the arrow that's embedding into the other side so he uses that as as like a leverage to to swing up on it's just great i don't know it just looks it looks so cool it looks so cool the warrior-esque abilities and all these things yeah yeah and it's like a magical lasso so i don't really care about the length and all that but we've talked about it so much in like the when we were analyzing the first movie um Oh, and, and speaking of the first movie, so we have <laughs> we have Steve Trevor back in this movie. Yeah, and we're watching the scene right now, which is crazy. But how you how you feeling about Steve Trevor back in this movie? Loved it, and I was <laughs> and I did not. Well, so <laughs> we did have the question of like, how is he brought how? back? What is it? What is the deal here? How, how? is this? Yeah, I'm perfectly fine with the whole like wish side. I think this. Of this I thing. think this is jarring for everyone i think this part jars everyone like there's no way around it when she's seen this other guy this engineer and then it like it magically turns into chris uh steve trevor chris chris trevor chris steve Tre- pine christian bale <laughs> um, <laughs> i think everyone is just like who is this man where's my <laughs> where's my chris pine i think everyone's like on that boat like Hold on, where's my when I, I saw him in the outfit, I was like, "Wait, this guy's got an outfit. This guy's this guy's in the outfit. What's going What's going on here?" And then the whole, you know, Diana sees him as Steve, but everybody else sees him as the other guy. Like, it's that's just, just a guy. So, it's just because it's 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 Matt. It was a wish you made the wish. Yeah, it, it was a god and it, I don't, thing. I don't think like I I I don't think she really sees Steve Trevor. Like, you know, like an optical illusion. Yeah. I think she still sees the engineer guy, like literally sees him, but like just knows it in the body. Like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I see Steve. Oh, like it's like, okay. Yeah. I think an actual illusion. I think because she's the one that made the wish. She brought him back. Yeah, possibly. She sees him. But uh, yeah, it it like, I think it takes everyone like at first, like it's an adjustment where like, wait, so it's, it's another guy. But she sees, and uh, the chemistry again, the two characters, like just them walking through like the Washington Memorial, the way that they're holding each other and also like they're holding each other and holding hands and walking together. Like that's, that's some, that's some real, that's some real couple stuff right there. I've done that in that same yeah in that same reflection pond and yep. uh i felt it <laughs> yeah i felt I f- it too i felt it it's <laughs> that moment there and it's at that moment they wake up in in bed together and yeah. they're like just staying and it's like it's like i know this feeling <laughs> i know this feeling i know it, it it's, a, it's some true romantic stuff it is some and i feel like uh you don't get that a lot in these movies right like it, it it ends with them to like together or they're not together. I don't feel the 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 feeling of love and companionship and like pain through that companionship and mm-hmm. loss of and things like that. I the that feeling that I get from watching a uh, Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor relationship. I do not get that same sense in a Clark Kent Lois Lane relationship Mm-mm. at all. None none whatsoever. It's yeah. not the it, love aspect is does not exist in that uh relationship to me it's Lois really just Clark like so different yeah it's just like you're the world and he saves you it's story it's it's storyteller 
living the life of a storybook. And that's a that's a conversation. I, I, not to, to not to tr- like totally compare the two relationships because Lois Lane is such an independent person, and I've dated a person that's like kind of like that. I've dated multiple people that are that independent, where it's like the 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 for lack of a better term the pda that lois i'm sorry the 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 pda that that diana keep wanting to say gal the pda that diana and steve trevor have lois is not about that life lois is like i love you clark all these things but when i get home from work and when I go to work, when I you know, when I wake up in the morning, I'm thinking about work. She's a workaholic. She's like that. She is her own Superman because she's out there fighting and she's like doing her job. And yes, she loves Superman and all these things, but like, is is totally different from from their lifestyle from Diana and Steve. Um, and this movie solidifies is the best Steve Trevor. We're ever gonna there's get. no there's, there's no best dude it's the best Steve it's not Trevor. even a quite, it's a completely <laughs> I don't different care. character i don't care if people love this movie or not or you do not so <laughs> when i'll never hear i'll never allow a conversation of best steve trevor that's not this or even comparing steve trevor or just like that character of who he is Compared uh, in relation to Wonder Woman, yeah, it's just you don't exist. Steve Trevor in comic books, they'll never do it. Should not be a thing. (laughs) They'll never do it better compared to this. Like this is this is it. This is the chemistry is there. It's incredible. The chemistry is so there. Man, he's good. And like I was saying, there was like some outfits that Steve was trying. Chris Pine was trying. Yeah, and I was like. I'd wear that. Oh, 100%. There was when he was wearing this tank and he was tucking it in. Yeah. And I was like. It's like a yellow tank top too. Yeah. I was like, gal, say yes to the dress. Yeah. <laughs> say, yeah. yo, let this man walk out with that. I want to wear that. And he had the shoes you got. Nate, Nate oh, has yeah. those shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's keep the shoes. Keep those shoes. Keep those shoes. Yeah. Nice pair of shoes. Um, Everybody was great. This is, I'm so glad that Pedro Pascal is like getting just great just yeah. great perfect time just, perfect time man. to release this movie i think the fact that this came after mandalorian ended season two ended mm-hmm. might have worked out better for him because he had just ended mandalorian season two last ep- uh episode came out the week before this movie dropped and so to go from like hey we have another friday of pedro pascal content they're they're thriving. Those people are thriving. I mean, I'm eating. You're eating. We got Kristen <laughs> Wiig content. Like, I, I think this is this is a good movie that you can rewatch and be like, yo, we got great villains. Stacked cast. Yeah, stacked Honestly. cast. Honestly. Yeah. Look at this man eating a Pop-Tart. <laughs> I thought, oh, it was so funny. I thought it was <laughs> so funny that he was eating the Pop-Tart. Like, their little, their, 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 their quirkiness, their relationship, their comfortability that they have with yeah. each other is so She wakes up to a man eating good. a Pop-Tart, and she's thinking, I'm just going to make out with this man right yeah. now. Where is that energy? That's, that's amazing. It's amazing energy. Oh, man, it's so good. It's so good. I think it's so good. Um, I also really like, and it's probably just a minute detail, but I like Maxwell Lord's like black gold building. And then like he gets up to the top floor and it's like, it's a 
I wanted to ta- I wanted to talk to you about that so much. <laughs> Such so a much. good. I thought so. Like the the idea of Maxwell like Lord being stuff. the fake con man. Yeah. Perfect. One hundred percent on yeah. point. It's on brand. And mm-hmm. then showing that the beautiful entrance to this building, and then you go up to the to the mm-hmm. where the and it's just dust covered in everything's dusty. Yeah. It's all run down. It's broken. It's oh, that was perfect. That was a great. It was perfect. Uh, it great shows detailing. the hardship too. Yeah. Not like how you would expect. I don't know. A Lex Luthor versus Alexander Luthor Jr. type thing where it's like, you know, the kid coming in and whatever. It's like, oh, get out of here. Shooing the kid away and stuff like that. No, he was trying to build this thing so that the kid would be like, my dad's great. It's like he had an audience and it's like I'm doing it for the kid. It's not so much egomaniac. Let me be world dominating. It's me being world dominating because I my motivation is is this thing right here. You know, I did not get all the stuff in the world that I wanted when I was a kid, but I want to give my son, I want my son to have that ability to have everything. And there's, it's just great, uh, great parenting in this movie. (laughs) Um, Not good parenting, not bad parenting, but great depictions of parenting, of parenting, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, it's funny that you mentioned, you know, Lex Luthor, because I, I did think about Lex Luthor a couple times in this because Maxwell Lord is basically the first big, how do you want to say it, megalomaniac? Like, first big cap, that capitalist was, corporate yeah. villain thing happening. And um, this is also 1984, so it's like he's he's also the cause of this metahuman thesis because the fact that this happens mm-hmm. and Lex Luthor is like born during this time but also this is when Superman is supposed to crash this is when Bruce Wayne's parents get killed or no 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 this is when Bruce Wayne is born no he his parents died in his, 81 he was 8 years old his parents died 3 years ago yeah Okay. Bruce Wayne is 11 right now, I think. So, like, there's, like, it's crazy because, like, there's a there's ways that this movie connects with the DC Cinematic Universe. Um, so this is, I think this this is after both Bruce's parents are killed and Superman has already landed in Kansas. So there's, like, a couple things here. And I think it's pretty important. Um, but also, like, Here's Maxwell Lord, this big corporate guy, and because now he's 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 not only caused all this havoc, but he's also like now out of the picture and he's kind of ruined Simon Stagg. And um I feel like this might have set up Oh look, we got a r- rotating elevator <laughs> from Wonder Woman. Rotating door, yeah. We just saw a rotating door there. Um Lex Luthor Sr probably rose to power because of the aftermath of all this stuff. The other the other corporations are going out and then you have this tech guru, you know, Lex Luthor, and he he did he not own oil as well? The senior in Man of Steel, he had an oil truck, uh petroleum, so yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Lex senior could have definitely profited from yeah. all this kind of stuff, but then you also have Lex Jr who is like uh fascinated by the metahuman thesis mm-hmm. 
why is this, why are these walls coming up and going down? Why, you know, why, who is this man controlling? Like, who's this woman speaking? I got to know who this person is. Like these things, I think, I think Wonder Woman 1984, people, people might want to say that it doesn't fit in the DC universe because they're not, but it, like, the movie just came out. And I think there might be, I think there might be a debate for like, hey, this might have actually spurred the Lex Luthor Jr. in Dawn of Justice. Like, he might have been like, wait a minute, what happened in 1984? I got to check this out. Like, what's going on here? Uh, Get the photograph, lead to Dawn of Justice. Like, I feel like there's some things here that might actually connect with the film. Um, And then we also talked about Romulus, first emperor of Rome, that could lead to, to Aquaman. There could be some relation there why Romulus had the crystal. What did Romulus know about the uh, location of Atlantis? Was it Atlantis or was he, they were looking for... What were they looking for with that that glass bottle? They were looking for Trident. The oh, Trident. Yeah, the Trident. King Atlas Trident. Yes. And that's where you know Poseidon, if he had the Trident. So uh, just all kinds of things there. This guy's got a bad brain shirt on. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if one of those punk kids had like a, a Doom Patrol? Oh. Like that'd be great. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> that would have sealed the deal for me. Uh great stuff. This whole like that's the DC if anyone's ever been in the DC like Metro Subway uh I've been transit, in that building too. Man, it's a beautiful looking mm-hmm. beautiful looking thing. It's great that they also took Steve Trevor to uh a space museum, oh. the, the the space exhibit in the Smithsonian. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Man, such such good stuff here. It's cool when like you get to see things and it's like, oh yeah, I've been there. I don't know, just like set things like that. Mm-hmm. But things being set in DC. Where There's it's also like, a I video game a... we played that was in DC and you could see stuff like that. It's just so cool. I really yeah. enjoyed this movie. Everything about it, it was just so great. I honestly can't think, and I'm thinking about it now of like, what things that I could have, you know, things that I may have been disappointed about or whatever. Like, you know, me thinking about the first movie, Ares in suit of armor, old man Ares in a suit of armor, David Thewlis is just like face and everything else just, every, you know, didn't work for me the first time I saw it. Kind of got on board during our review and then that lasted for about a week and then I kind of fell off again, you know. I can't really think of anything in this movie that's like making me think, eh, I'm not about that. It's weird. It's it's so weird. It, um, I this is where people start ranking things, and it's like, okay, do you like it better than the first one? I think I still like the first one more, but it's it's even a question, like it's not a statement. And I, I've seen some people ranking this movie, and they I have how many how many dots are on that that symbol there. Where? Where he's like standing in his lobby. Um, he walks through the quick. lobby and there's like a overhead shot of like his black gold symbol. And there's like, uh, I don't know, it's like tw- uh, 16 symbol- sixteen circles. I'm sure someone will take a look at that one I think day. 12? Yeah. How many nights of the round table were there? 12. You're kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. There you go. That is 12. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, that is 12. Yeah. And it is a circle. It is round. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I, 
Ah, for some reason, do I like the first one more than this one? It's a question. It's a you question. You said you like it. You I said, like this one more than the you first like this one. one more than the first one. Yeah, it's got this a better. This one hit a lot. I of think points this one has me. a better third act. Oh, for sure. But it's like, <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. We say that. We say that. And then there's the Steve Trevor Casablanca bit. Yes, which is fantastic. But the Steve Trevor goodbye in this one hurt oh, more. It God. hurt so much more to me. And I think it's because it's. I know that you got him back and you have to say goodbye. Like you, you, you are making the choice to send him away. You did the work to get him back. Whatever that was, you wished on a monkey's paw to get him back. And... That's the wrong. It's and it, that that is the story of the monkey's paw. That old couple wishes for their dead son or whatever. He's knocking on the door the entire time, but the anxiety gets to them, and they're like, "No, send it away. Send it away. We can't live with this." And send it away. Hmm. It's just and her saying goodbye and running down that street and and scream crying and yelling that hurt more than more than her being pinned down and watching the plane explode. Yeah, it's tough. I, I think I think anyone who says they like this movie better than the first one, I do not blame them. I think it's I think it's tough. I think it I think it really is tough. There's just a lot of characters in the first one that I really, really, really like. I think both movies are really great. I think um I think people will be people are gonna be making their their rankings of all the DCEU movies. I think it's really hard. I think I love them all except you know, Suicide Squad and Justice League, just because like they're so uh, contorted of like what those movies are trying to say. Like, is is really just like I like all those DC movies, and I just don't like Suicide Squad and Justice League. They're I think movies it, I, for movies. Sake. I think I, yeah, to me, it's like a pass or fail thing, and most of them pass. It's just those two just don't don't pass. Uh, this movie absolutely passes. I think this is one of those movies. I think. Unfortunately, I think Wonder Woman 1984 is going to get like a weird criticism because people aren't seeing it on their streaming sites and they're seeing it at home and seeing it on their phone and stuff like that. Like they're just going to quickly pass it off as like a a cheap freebie thing that they saw like a Netflix movie or something like that and it's like it it has the argument to be not only a good DC movie or DC cinematic movie, like even within its own cinematic universe, like I think it has a conversation to be, it does have, it does have the ability to be considered like a great movie, like in regards to like Spider-Man two or something like that, like among the greats that exist outside the realms and to the Spider-Verse being another one. Um, like, I do think it has that kind of um, that kind of argument. Like it, it could make it. Um, it's just fantastic. I think it's great. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm watching the movie. Oh here. yeah, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. It's on. <laughs> this is where they try to break. This is uh, this part right here in this movie. This is where they at first was like, wait a minute, she's trying to break this lock. She's really having trouble. Yeah, I didn't pick up on the uh, the 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 losing of power. The losing for a of long power. Time. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. And it, it didn't even hit me when she, she hit the bullet. The bullet hit her the first time. It. I just thought that was like, oh, I was like, oh yeah, she's not bulletproof. She like she didn't block. I didn't the bullet. think she was bulletproof anyway. She's not. She's not. <laughs> and she's she got not. she got a bullet wound in uh, the first one. Yeah, she got it on the arm. They're like, oh, you, your finger's healed. Yeah, I, that's what the thing is though, is that it heals mm-hmm. and it just wasn't healing. 
Um, but yeah, when she didn't, she didn't break that lock in the beginning. I was like, that's weird. She didn't break that lock there. Um, but, uh, I think that's about, do you have any DC cinematic universe questions about anything? Oh, Oh, there it is. There's a there's a uh, Doctor Fate. Doctor Fate, thing right there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to pause it right. No, no, good. <laughs> As you were asking that question, That's the, uh, a nuke symbol. Yeah. Um, Maxwell Lord in one of his office uh, cabinet things here shelves. There's a, eh, just a. Uh, what do you call those? Tincture, not a tincture. Uh, a nuke amulet. Yeah, amulet. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's cool. Do I have any DCEU questions? Yeah. No, because I don't think um, I'm supposed to have questions about where's Batman. You know, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, it's like no. Shut we up. got the song. That's it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> of course I get. I get the theme. I know the theme of that character mm-hmm. and what that character went through and and all that stuff. You play the music cue. Mm-hmm. I understand what I'm supposed to be thinking in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool to see the Zeus invisibility thing. Oh. I can't believe we we even had the, the question of how would you even do an invisibility. My jet? father hit the mascara. Like, yeah. Excuse me. It's like oh duh duh. Like why didn't we? What it made too the much hell? sense. It makes too much. It sense. It made too much sense. It was just like oh yeah, I never thought we even had the conversation of like well the gods can still use other gods' abilities, right? Like yeah yeah yeah, it's yeah just, lightning bolt. We didn't even think about yeah. Zeus was just like she can just make things invisible. Yeah, craziness. Cool. Um, I really thought that was great. Uh, I kind of I saw that coming when the, when he showed the jet and he was like, "I want to fly that one." I was like, "It's a jet. It's an invisible jet." Mm-hmm. At least I thought that was just going to end right there. They were just going to be in a jet, and it was just going to be like, "There you go. You got one room in a jet. Are you happy? Let's move on." I thought the jet was going to have reflecting panels or something scientific. Yeah. It was going to be so grounded that it was going to be like got the state-of-the-art jet it's got these prototype panels on it something like that like a and then I, someone was going to say just oh we're an invisible jet not literally yeah well he did say it literally he did but it was but like, they are literally an invisible jet but like she made it invisible yes. was was the 2000 iq thing where it was just like oh duh her yeah. dad hit that mascara of course she got the ability to do it yeah it made too much sense too much sense um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I don't even know if it's other than that. I do want to comb through this movie again mm-hmm. a lot more, um, but I do want to enjoy and it. And we can just watch it. Like, we're, I know. It's incredible. Like I can just, we can, we, I we can, can just I can, watch I, it. I we're literally this, just watching. I can turn this, like, this thing recording is we're, off. We're, we're uh, an hour and 30 minutes into this episode and it's like, we're just watching the movie again. <laughs> it's such a wild concept. Uh, it's incredible. It really is. Um, I love this movie a lot. I liked it better than the first one. I did. I think incredible. this is a great sequel. It, it works amazing as a standalone. Um, but I, you know, unfortunately, I saw the first one, so I know that it's a sequel. But it's not I, Wonder Woman. I think Woman it makes it greater two. that we just got done talking about it for yeah. so long. We were living with Wonder Woman minute this project for so long and it like i feel like it just heightened seeing like we just got done talking about it to rolling into this like yeah. the hype it really did help it just helped i think if we had never done it and to sit on wonder woman for three years and then to come to this i think we would have just watched it and been like 
Oh, oh, and I think we've I think we would have missed a lot of the things like the God of Truth, God of Lies, you know, any Samir, Eddie Candy, you know, Charlie. When do you ever think about Charlie? No. If you didn't watch the movie all, yeah. like as much as we did, like there's so many things that would have passed. And we like we had just talked about Steve Trevor for so long and his death and Casablanca whatnot and things like that. So much we would have missed out on. It helped a lot. It was really good. I think we timed this perfectly without <laughs> yeah. doing, without planning it. It just yeah. worked out very well. Um, I couldn't have. I I honestly can't be more happy. We're this gonna have great. to. Uh, we're gonna have to watch like Dawn of Justice before we watch um, Justice League and like. Yeah. We'll have to watch. Uh, apparently, they're gonna restore BVS on the IMAX format, and then like I guess they might put it on HBO Max. And so when you watch Dawn of Justice on HBO Max, it'll be in IMAX format now, so you get like the full picture of like um, the the hell pits on Earth and stuff. And during the nightmare scene, like you'll get those big IMAX shots. So like we'll have to rewatch that movie as well and get prepared for that mini series, whatever it is. But. Um, yeah, let's uh I don't know what's next. What is next? Um I don't know. Maybe we'll have I don't know. Maybe we'll be able to watch this again with it being so fresh and be able to come back and and talk about more things if you want them on. Now, when record. this If they're listening to this when it's released, December 26th, I think at 3 p.m. Eastern, uh Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins will be watching this movie along with people oh really they're doing a watch party they're gonna do like a live stream watch party okay you can watch along with them and stuff like that and see their reactions very cool so it might be cool to watch and maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll drop some stuff we didn't pick up on but like yeah it's gonna be pretty cool i think uh and so for people listening to this i hope you guys enjoyed everything we, we talked about today but like um i think from here on out it's just like taking a break until justice league minute comes out and then we'll start doing Justice League and we'll do minute by minute of Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League, talk about that. And then uh, we'll go from there. Hopefully Doom Patrol Season 3 gets going and we'll talk about it on Doom Patrol Radio. But uh, Nate, do you have anything else before you close out the show? Um, no. If if you're listening to this episode before watching the movie, um, a cool, go watch the movie. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have HBO, if you don't have HBO Max, uh, maybe th- hopefully there's a free trial or something you can get for a week or something just to watch it. That'd be kind of cool. Um, oh, I don't even know how that would work. That'd be I feel like that'd be like a major hit on <laughs> Warner Media. There's <laughs> 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 a lot of people just like doing a free trial for the new movie that comes out. That'd be silly. But no, um, this movie was so great. So how did you hear about us? Uh, this podcast said, do yeah. a true file. Do, do the true free tree file. Tree file. Free trial. <laughs> and uh, watch this movie. And I'm sure a lot of people are trying to do that. And they'll probably be like, no, you can't do that. Probably. It probably rules against it. But um, great movie. It really, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was great. Uh, honestly, it really was incredible. The second flight scene, Diana's actual flight scene was, it, mm-hmm. it gave me goosebumps. Mm-hmm. It was that had so... The, that had the No Man's Land score. had the No Man's Land score. It had, it, there were so many visual cues to 
Superman as well. And the fact that I can see that and say, no, 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 no. This is not Superman flying. This is Wonder Woman flying. And take that for what it is. I thought that was incredible. I really did. Yeah, I think sometimes these period pieces, when they're done right, they can be pretty timeless. They really can be. I think that like the first one and, and this one, it's like, it's still the same thing. Yeah. It's still talk about it. Like, so is it Cold War? I feel like we're in a Cold War all the time in 2020. Like, it's the same, same energy. So it's, it's great stuff like that. And, um, so yeah. That's all I have. Yeah. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. If you guys enjoyed everything, please let us know what you think. Find us on the Facebook group, Twitter, DCEU Minutes. Let us know what you think. Tell us what you think about this movie, how it stacks up against the other ones. If it doesn't need that kind of competition, just tell us what you think. And, um, you know, you can find us on all social media. Doom Patrol Radio is the other show we do talk about Doom Patrol. Let us know what you think about that. Star Dynamics, uh, uh, Wednesdays, 7 and 9. You can find it on the podcast format as well. We've got other episodes on there as well. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next time for Justice League Minute. There you go. 